You're listening to the Back Table Comedy Podcast. You ever hear of a tuna? <laughs> you ever hear of a ritual killing? <laughs> I don't get it. You know on her face in public like that again and you'll be one. <laughs> Everybody and welcome to episode number seventy-four of the Back Table Comedy Podcast. With you, as always, it is Andrew Cronin, Josh O'Boy. Josh O'Boy. Josh O'Boy. That's your new nickname. Um, what the fuck? Coming in fresh off of the Cam Comedy Fest twenty twenty. I am still recovering as we speak. I feel like my voice is just kind of coming back. Yeah. Um, oh boy. What'd you, did what you a weekend. Smoke, did you smoke meth on the I weekend or something? I smoked about 60 packs of smokes and uh, sucked at least eight soft penises. <laughs> soft. At least they were soft. That makes you not gay, right? Well, exactly. I wasn't good enough to get them up. <laughs> <laughs> it's an eye contact thing, I think. Uh, Josh, you were there for one of the nights. Yeah, I think we should go through each night, the going-ons of every night. You were definitely there for the most... Uh, eventful eventful night I will say that uh, anyways uh, I went down on Thursday who's Thursday it's Wednesday's daughter <laughs> Thursday Adams Thursday it's Adams the next generation it's son <laughs> I went to Kamloops on Thursday to open for Jason Rouse mm. at uh, that was just at the hotel theater thing and that was good um, the audience, you know, if you if you know anything about Jason Rouse, the audience was divided. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> a lot of them hate him, and then there's like some sick fucks who are like, "Yeah, fucking lay it on." But uh, yeah, that was pretty fun to see. I heard some pretty sick shit, but mm-hmm. uh, no, he seemed to like me. We hang out. We hung out a bit. I did his podcast. Nice. <clears throat> Plug this one. <clears throat> so, that was fun. Hung out at a tattoo parlor afterwards with the uh, a racist and a Trump supporter. Is that so, that bald guy? Two different people. No, he was actually a real sweet. Who's that bald guy? That's kept just, smoking with everyone. That's just a, a friend of Jason's who oh. kind of goes on the road with him because, uh, as you can imagine, Jason is uh, needs some muscle. Needs, needs a bit of muscle after the show. Yeah, that guy was intimidating. Uh, he, he was intimidating, but big bald guy with neck tattoos. Talking to him, he's one of the sweetest guys. Yeah, so, it's usually how it goes. Yeah, um, I definitely felt a lot safer walking around Camelops at night with him around. <laughs> so we were at a tattoo shop, um, V and myself and uh, him and Jason, mm-hmm. and uh, these guys were just at the show. So oh, what tattoo shop you're gonna hang at? Someone's gonna get a tattoo? No, just so hanging just out, hanging out, drinking, oh. and uh, I was outside having a smoke with V, and this lady was who was also hanging out with us was just kind of 
going off. Like, I think it's great that the Americans are allowed to arm themselves. If I am walking down the street and someone walking towards me and I feel threatened, I can just pull out a gun and shoot them. I think that's great. For feeling threatened? Not even anything happened? Not even anything. Just feeling threatened. Like, I don't think that's how that fucking works, you dumbass. So if you're scared of a big native guy... She's going to shoot him? I guess. So me and V just kind of look at each other like, what the fuck? V looks across the street and he's like, oh, too bad McDonald's is closed, trying to change the subject. Yeah. So like looking at that guy with the neck tattoo, she could just shoot him because she's threatened by Yeah, him? exactly. <laughs> this lady's got it going on. We go back inside and this guy's just like telling the worst black jokes. And I'm just like, I want to just leave. I want to get out of here. So we did. We just left. Told some good black jokes. No, they were terrible. No, no, you did. No, I didn't. Because hers were so bad. No, this was a different person. The Trump supporter and the different? racist were two different what? people. Oh, I thought yeah. it was the same person. No, they were two different people. <laughs> That's what Kamloops has to offer. I guess. Thanks for that, <clears throat> pin. It's two different sides of the river in Kamloops. Anyway, so Friday, I guess, was... Uh, uh, hung out during the day. Bit, uh, killed time. Mm -hmm. Watched... Shitty Kamloops TV. Yep. And Went to a great diner called uh, Papa G's. Uh, that was the time I went, and <laughs> it was Friday morning, so it was very slow, and the only woman working was, like, the old lady who owned the place, and it was delicious and fantastic service. Mm -hmm. That's what well, you were telling us. Go back us. the next day with, you know, <laughs> oh, go back the next day with, you know, like, uh, <clears throat> 12 <10> comedians, <laughs> and uh, somehow the service is a lot worse. Hyping it up. Thought? You're like the Pied Piper, like, leading us all to the place. Like, this is going to be fucking great, guys. It kicks ass. They fucked up my meal three <laughs> times. Plus, it took 45 minutes just to get a drink order. Like, the other table is like, uh, do you guys know we exist, right? And it's after, like, 45 minutes, and yeah. the lady's like, oh, yeah. And then they come over, I feel like it was and they take day. their food order before we even take ours. So the table that's way behind, all the big fat boys over there, yeah, all get their food immediately. And then they bring it, but they bring it to us first, like every yeah. time. It's like, no, over there. Put it in front of you and then take it away. Yeah. <laughs> and then bring it, bring my meat. Uh, here's your French toast. Uh, uh, did you order a side of bacon? Shut the fuck up. I don't care. Just <laughs> And then the bill comes, and they charge me for two sides of bacon. I'm like, I'm not paying for those. I didn't even that, see any bacon. That was some pretty measly-looking toast. And it just looked like someone took three pieces of Cinnamon Toast Crunch and used a blow-up rate to just make it a bit bigger. Put it Dehydrated? In sink, put it in a sink full of water, and it just got yeah. bigger over fucking half an hour. And like, yeah. here's your toast. Like those towels you here's get at toast. Disneyland. Your toast. Yeah, that was pretty pathetic. Anyways, Papa G. That, the night before that happened, I guess. Uh, how did your shows go? <clears throat> Really good. The only unfortunate thing, it didn't happen to us, but for whoever is after, because we did one show in a different location than our hotel at 7.30. At the Stage House Theater, right? Yeah. And there's this, as soon as Jordan goes up to host, first sentence, the guy up front, severely drunk already, one of those obnoxious guys who's enjoying the show but doesn't understand anything. Like, he doesn't get the jokes, but he's just laughing at, like, words. But then he's also disruptive after. And it's not helping at all. Like, it's not in a funny way at all. It just brings everything to a halt. Yeah. So he's doing that, like, not even five minutes into the show. And then we find out that that same audience is staying for the second show. Because there's a 9.30 also. <laughs> with an hour gap in between shows for him to get even more drunk. So this guy's a piece of shit the whole time. That show goes good other than him. We just make fun of him every once in a while. Or just plow through it and ignore him. And it turns out he was, like, the owner of a business that was had like 15 people there so like none of them would tell him to shut up either because it was their boss yeah 
Oh, yeah. So they're, like, scared to tell him to do anything. So, like, they really liked it when we were making fun of him, but then no one would take it into their own hands to be like, hey, shut the fuck up, like, or his friends at the table or anything. Mm-hmm. So I I can't imagine how the second show went. V and uh, Verge were on that show. But then we had to scoot over to our hotel, who and we got a crowd that was uh, on their second show also, but they were a lot more respectful. Yeah. <clears throat> I was in Salmon Arm that night. Yeah. And uh, probably got back around 12. Yeah. And I go up to 12.30 maybe. I go up to you and Jordan's room and... Uh, you know, we're just hanging out or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then I get a phone call from Drew, the guy who organized the entire event <laughs> at one in the morning. Yeah. And he says, hey, you up? Yeah. Are you with uh, anyone else? Yeah, I'm with all the comics, Kelowna. I'm going to need your help in about 15 minutes with <laughs> Sterling. Now, Sterling Scott, the beautiful human that he is, had a show in Chase that night. Very outgoing outgoing charismatic black guy i think like chris life of the party fucking life of the party guy everyone likes him i had never met him before but i i i I know of him through facebook and other comedians and shit so i know who he is but i never actually met him Mm -hmm. and he did a show in chase that night chase bc which is dangerous at this i'm not gonna say the place but apparently there apparently this is all gathered information from different sources who were there. Jordan, I, I heard the buildup of Jordan got, earlier. Jordan went there then uh, on Saturday night with, with to open for Ken. So him and V were there. They got the actual story from the people there as well. So we have their perspective oh, yeah. as well. So <laughs> Sterling's going along, and there's a heckler table in the front. Noticed the theme of hecklers throughout mm-hmm. the whole thing. Turns out people in small towns are bags of shit sometimes. Yeah. So. He strikes a deal with the hecklers that if he keeps drinking, they stop talking. And then he, <laughs> he, he sees that there's a 40 of old English uh, at, behind the bar. So he goes, I'll drink that. So he's drinking that. And they're like, you're not drinking it fast enough. And they're sending him also while he's drinking that triple triple tequilas as well. Oh, my God. That ends a night. A single tequila ends my night. He drank them all within his hour, allotted hour. Like, his his planned hour oh my god he sits down and says all right everyone that's 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 all my all my time and he said that's the last thing he remembered (laughs) now the rest of this is 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 pieced together he did another hour Mm -hmm. blackout drunk he did another hour he did two hours he did two hours and then i guess uh after the show drew just gets a call (laughs) well i was there when he got the call we were at the second show sterling ran away he got a picture of all of his belongings left behind at the bar, his phone, his uh, bag, all that stuff. Like Sterling ran away. Like, oh well, where is he? Oh, he didn't get far. He's like in an alley, ten feet away. <laughs> but then Jordan got this, got the information from the the place that one of the people that worked there tried to, like an older guy. Yeah. I guess the husband of the owner tried to chase him. Yeah. Or, like not chase him, but like go we'll after him. Get him. Comes back out of breath, empty-handed. Yeah. And like, what happened? And, it, and he jumped into a... Apparently he just said, uh, he's wearing black, he is black, he's fast, okay? I don't know what you want me to say. I don't know, I couldn't get him. But apparently, the only reason they found him face down in that back alley is because one of the waitresses was driving home through the alley and happened to see him in the, in the headlights. Jesus. And that's the only reason they found him. So yeah. Drew gets the phone call. Sterling ran away, but we found him. Uh, he definitely can't drive. 
So and Drew goes, drives 40 minutes to Chase to pick him up. And on his way back, that's when I get the phone call. Hey, are you up? Yeah. Are you yeah. people? Yeah. I need your help in about 15, 20 minutes with Sterling. Yeah. Who I've never met before. <laughs> so myself, Verge, Jordan Strauss, Kyle P. Ferris, go downstairs. We're having a cigarette and we're, we're waiting for like 20 <laughs> minutes. And we're like, all right, I don't, let's go wait back inside. And as we're about to go back inside, Drew pulls up and calls me. I'm like, all right, yeah, I see you. I walk over to the back door. I open the door, and my first reaction is, holy shit, there is a dead black man in the back of this car. Because <laughs> he, he he had drool and vomit all down his face and on his shirt. He had vomit in his afro. His eyes were half open. His eyes were half open. He's just, uh, uh. So I take the initiative. I, I, I lean in, and I go, hey, hey, Sterling, I'm here to help you, man. I'm here to get you out of this car. And just immediately, fuck you. Don't fucking touch me! I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm no, I'm not here to hurt you. I'm here to help you, man. I gotta get you out. Like, fuck you! Don't fucking touch me! But he's also saying this as he's reaching out for my hand, for help. For help. <laughs> like, don't fucking touch me! I need you. <laughs> <laughs> don't touch me, white boy. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> sort of thing. <clears throat> and so I eventually, I just grab his arm and pull him up, and his. <laughs> Afro full of puke just goes right in the center of my chest. I'm just oh 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 god. But I'm. Did you drop him? I I did drop. I I dropped him on the ground. Also because the other three guys are just standing there with their hands in their pockets, like "Uh, guys, little fucking help here. (laughs) Oh okay, yeah. Oh yes, you're right. So me and Verge get him up. We got an arm over each shoulder. (laughs) Verge could have just like. Fireman carried him. He could have just carried him like the end of Red Dawn. He was Dawn. covered in vomit. <laughs> so gross. Take his shirt off. So here's the scene. Four white dudes dragging a half-conscious black man down the street, through the doors, and into the ho- through the hotel lobby. And I look up. I see a camera pointed at us, a security camera. I'm just like, oh, no. I... Hope that footage stays where it is, because this does not look good. And we're just, we're just, we're helping him. And you know, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. It's like it's okay, man. It's okay. Don't worry about it. We're here to help you. We get him upstairs into his bed. We lie him down on his side. And he just goes, I don't even know who the fuck you guys are still. Mm-hmm. And just kind of take a beat and go, We're your openers tomorrow. And he just goes, Oh fuck. And he just. And then that triggered, he's like, I just need five minutes to tell you guys something. And he started just rambling about comedy and and, and, and how comedians need to stick together and how he's the greatest, I'm the greatest comedian, but it's only because I hang, I, I put myself around other comedians like you, so we're all the great. <laughs> we don't need the world, the world needs us, because the world needs to laugh. <laughs> Barf. <laughs> this big snot rocket hanging oh. out of his nose. And every time someone would interrupt, he would start over. <laughs> like at one point, it seemed like it was a natural conclusion. And we start clapping. He's like, Don't clap for me. No. And it starts over again. We're like, Oh. <laughs> we called Paige Matheson because she's a psych nurse. We're like, Can you come down to 201? This guy's mental, man. And she just comes in. He's like, I don't know what you guys are thinking I can do. It's like, uh, Is he okay to leave up by himself? And she's like, If he's on his side, then yeah, there's not much else we can do. He's like, uh, What are you. 
You guys are just li- listening to some drunk asshole in Chase. You're in Kamloops, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Anyways, God I'm on Chase. We keep trying to remind him, you have to record a clean special tomorrow at the early show. That's being broadcasted. That's being recorded by, not only for your own album, but, but TELUS is going to be there doing interviews before the show with you and, and myself and Ferris and Paige. <clears throat> and he just... Oh, well, I'm, I'm, been there, done that. Anyways, we we leave him, and we check on him again. We, we all went down there to check on him at like 4 in the morning to make sure he was still breathing, and he was. And then I actually had a pretty stressful sleep because I just kept thinking, like, I hope he doesn't fucking die for real. Oh. Well, we went in there because we had his key card, right? So we went back in. He was laying face down, and he was snoring. So we were like, all right. Woke up. He was in an area where he wouldn't drown in it. Woke up. Anyone heard from Sterling? Paige's like, yeah, I've I've heard from him this morning. The 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 um. We were there for about five o'clock, I guess, for the uh, the filming thing. Yeah. To do the interviews, and about five thirty, Sterling Scott walks through the door, big smile on his face as if mm. nothing at all happened. We just, barfed all the poison just, out. <laughs> all right, here we go. I'm ready to do this, and then. You know, I introduced myself again, like, hey, I met you last night. I don't expect you to remember, but I'm one of the guys that fucking rescued you. And he proceeds to record a fantastic fucking clean half an hour. Looks at his thing, goes, did I get Did I get the half an hour? Did I get it? Yep. Hits stop and record, and then just immediately switches into his dirty shit. Just like, <laughs> you ever sucked on a nipple that was so long it felt like you were sucking a dick? And the crowd had just heard a half an hour of clean shit, so they just loved it even more. They just yeah. erupted. Why did it have to be clean? Because like it was TV? for his, his album called Corporate Clean. Oh, just, okay. Just to prove that he can do it, because apparently yeah. people don't book yeah. him because they don't think he can. Oh, okay. And then he told the story, like what he remembers, and then yeah. what, what had been told to him through us. He's like, you got to give it to your openers, man, because they got a phone call at 2 in the morning that just said, come get your headline. <laughs> <laughs> he barfed all over himself. Uh, and, the, and, the, and it was recorded by the and by the TELUS people, and they're going to give him the footage. Nice. Of him, of him you should try and find it. the footage of him dra- getting dragged through the lobby. Uh, Drew said they might give it to us. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so Of you guys looking up and being like, oh, shit. <laughs> that was probably the most exciting thing that happened. The story I got from the beginning of that before Drew, because Drew was at our show and he was getting, he got a picture of all of his stuff he left behind and it says Sterling disappeared. And the story he got that he was freaking out about was that uh, Sterling was chased by that guy into the parking lot. And then there's these four like big native ladies that he was talking to during the show. This is all alleged. Yeah, this is all fake, I guess. I guess. But he chased them and jumped into their car and then just disappeared into the darkness. <laughs> like yeah, in, You don't want to... That's a bad situation. Yeah, that's a... In Chase, especially, that's a scary situation. So that's all Drew knew, is that he got into a car without any way of contacting him and yeah. disappeared into the darkness with four random people. Yeah, I guess he got some more info on the way there, but... So yeah, he was freaking out, and he yeah. was like, he's like, I gotta just drive there. I'm just going. I'm yeah. just gonna drive. I'm like, all right. <laughs> And then, you know, we're all just laughing about it the next day once we knew he was okay. He's laughing his ass off at us, telling him all the shit that he was doing. Yeah. He, was just like, he was going from, ha, 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 ah, oh. Oh, he no. was, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was great. Yeah, the, after the uh, Saturday shows, because I opened for Sterling both shows, we just went to a uh, undisclosed location mm-hmm. afterwards. 
<clears throat> and just uh, drank. Yeah. Just drank and smoked indoors like the old old times. Mm-hmm. Not gonna say where we were, but uh, yeah. I think it was Dakotas, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Similar. <clears throat> yeah, I missed the the after party. I know you were on uh, the juice. I did acid between shows. Yeah. And it kind of. In between, so the second show you were on it. Yeah, and it kind of hit me pretty hard as soon as I got up there. I did okay, but I, I like my first set. Better. Fought through it. Yeah, I just plowed ahead. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was a pretty fun fucking weekend. And then I had to. I, I ended up staying. We had, like we were at this place until about two or three in the morning, and then me and Ferris and V and Stros just went back to the hotel and. I had a 15 pack mm-hmm. of uh, Pabst in the fridge. We had taken a few with us, but we were getting like free drinks and everything. Yeah. So we just were at back of the hotel room, just drinking. Next thing you know, it's six in the fucking morning. Oh shit! And I'm like, uh, that happened the night I was probably go to bed, I guess. <clears throat> yeah. And then uh, wake up at like 10:55 because checkout's at 11 to V knocking on the door, like we gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> We're kicked out, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> what? And I had to drive back to... You had to drive? Yeah, I drove. Drove back to, to Vernon, hung out in Vernon for a little bit at V's old place, just because it was so... Fu- I'm so fucking tired. Yeah. yeah it's the worst of being hungover and having to drive. And then uh, I had to be, you know, at my dad's house for 6.30. Oh, my God. For a fucking Thanksgiving dinner, and I was just <laughs> oh, not God. having it. <laughs> like... I pull up, I get out of the car, and my stone goes, oh, look, who it's the late ones. And I'm like, don't even fucking start. <laughs> it's almost like I told you I'd be driving home from Kamloops Comedy <laughs> Festival on Sunday, so don't expect me <laughs> to be very present. We're thankful. Fuck you guys. <clears throat> yeah, it was the night that Sterling and all that stuff, yeah, I didn't get to bed till about 5 in the morning. I only had like five, six beers. Yeah. But then... Uh, uh, had a bunch of mushrooms. Oh yeah, so I took I a few stems of those, yeah. like not enough to actually do anything, but it still kept me up for a long time. Yeah, I ate them, some mushrooms on the acid night too, but that was after the shows. And I felt them kick in, like as we were watching this show, it was forged in fire. Oh god! But it's like the Ninja Warrior version of it's forged in fire. Just the testing part over yeah, so and over again. It's the nerds that made the knives, like these, like neck beard, like basement dwellers running through an obstacle course chopping stuff and stabbing stuff everyone then... was making fun of it i thought it was fantastic because uh, that's the part about fortune fire i like the most well i thought it was hilarious because like all the big fat guys who were like playing video games all the time were like winded by like the third chop and oh, they yeah. just couldn't get through stuff and they're like gassed and they're all sweaty but then there's these some guys who like are like fucking think they're Vikings and they're like fucking. Killers. He's like doing like extra moves in between, like extra karate moves, like before hitting shit, and he's just slicing stuff, and imagining wearing, it's real. Dude wearing some special forces costume. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. What the fuck? He's got. He's dressed as a ninja. <laughs> fucking running through. I thought that show was awesome. And that's right when the the mushrooms started buzzing in my right in the back of my spine. That's a good time. And I was for just it. like, oh fuck, and then. Then I just couldn't sleep. Like, I didn't really get high on them. I just kind of got, like, a little bit of a tingle, but it yeah. just kept me up. I think that's kind of what microdosing does. It kind of gives you, makes you more awake, gives you a bit of euphoria. Yeah, I just took, like, three stems, and then there's some people that took too much, and I was talking to them because they were all in our room drinking, right? Yeah. And there's uh, 
uh, brother was just sitting on the thing, just staring. Yeah, and then he I would definitely... talk, and he was just like a like. He was like he was stunned. I assumed <laughs> he had eaten some because I could tell he was. Oh just yeah, he kinda... was because he wasn't even really drinking. He was just he just took those, and then he was just like staring. And when he would talk, he was like ah, like you could tell like. And then he would just start laughing. <laughs> yeah, and then he'd start laughing. Like he was cool on him. It's just you could tell that like something him. was going on. His brother a lot. Yeah, he's really he's a lot funnier than most comedians I've yeah, hung he, out with. He's a good hang. And that's true. He is a lot funnier than most. Comedians. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So that was a good festival. Um, the crowds for how, because uh, you can only fill so much, there were still good crowd, like dense. Yeah. Um. On the the like it didn't seem like an empty room when we were, like in Vancouver they felt like empty rooms. Yeah. On Saturday I uh, was back at the Plaza for the early show, opening for Sterling, mm-hmm. and uh, I had a set written out because it was being filmed. So I was like, I want these jokes, but then as I like. I, re- I was looking around, like, I recognize a lot of these people from Thursday. Oh, yeah. And I did two shows Thursday here, and I did, like, all these jokes that I written down on my paper. <laughs> I go up there, and I do, like, a couple jokes I hadn't done did yet. Did you have to be clean, too, on his first? No, I was semi-clean, but once I... Well, I had a clean set written, Oh. Like, but I had done a lot of those hmm. just uh, hosting as well. So I was just doing like a 10-minute set. But Ferris was hosting, so I went up and did the thing. Keep going for my stunt double Kyle thing. Oh, yeah. And then I did another joke I hadn't done yet. And then I looked at my list and just, just said, Fuck it, did, who who here saw me on Thursday already? And like, <laughs> Everybody. About 90% of the audience like, clapped or raised <laughs> their hands. And I was like, all right. So I just fucking on the fly did a completely different set yeah. than I had planned. And then by the end, I had like a... Time for one more joke. I'm just like, I can't even try to think of jokes that you guys haven't heard yet. And then these young ladies yelled out, I didn't see you on Thursday. And then since they were girls, I was like, oh, I'll do oral snorkel. And I was like, sex toys, yay or nay? Did I do this one? And everyone's like, no. Also, before that, some lady who was at the Thursday show yelled out like one of the lines from one of my jokes, like, give them a van. And instead of like, get in the van. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, give them a van? <laughs> What kind of weird fucking pickup line is that? Hey, do you want a van? <laughs> I got one right here. Hey, do you come here often? Do you want a van? <laughs> like, what? It's van it tonight. You want a van it? <laughs> I like long walks on the beach, uh, candlelit dinner, and vans. <laughs> on the fifth day of Christmas, specifically <laughs> being given one. A van in a pear tree. Five golden vans. <laughs> Two calling vans. Three French, French vans. <laughs> Two, Two turtle, turtle vans. vans. And a van in a van tree. <laughs> it's the perfect Christmas. It's the perfect Christmas song for pedophiles. <laughs> it's a very pedophile Christmas. <laughs> and some rope in the trunk. <clears throat> There's no trunk in vans, unless you have like a tickle trunk of like toys and unless stuff. Unless you have a tickle trunk full of rope. <laughs> <laughs> a tickle trunk. <laughs> I just called a trunk in the back of a rapist van. Oh no, a that has a totally different meaning. <laughs> it's a diddle trunk. There's no costumes in here. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> well, there is. It's a bunch of fake mustaches and sunglasses and hats. <laughs> Weird costumes. Yeah. 
bunch of blindfolds. A lot of trench coats. Yeah. <laughs> bunch of fake IDs for like school employee passes. <laughs> yeah, I fucking I kind of hammed it up a bit for the cameras too. Oh yeah. On that show. But Did then... you put your arm forward and like look into the uh, the camera and wink? Yeah. And said, hi, mom. Say a oh joke, and then you thrust your arm forward. So the interviews we had to do, uh, Ferris went first. <laughs> He's not good at interviews no. at all. <laughs> <laughs> the first question was, why did you get into comedy? <laughs> he just, I like to get drunk. <laughs> 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 and you just see Drew shaking his head like, oh my god, no. Uh, there's the, free drinks. The, the poor woman asking questions just kind of goes, oh, uh, anything else? <laughs> like, no, that's pretty much it. I like to get drunk. <laughs> I like to talk about my dick and get drunk doing it. <laughs> but she, uh, she definitely, it was definitely a comedy interview. Like, where do you get your ideas? Oh yeah, George. how do you think of your ideas? So, do you have a pad that you carry around and type it down on it? <laughs> Literally, and... one of the questions she asked, and I, I thought my answer was pretty good because I knew she was going to ask it because she asked Kyle. He was like, "How do you define being funny?" And I just went, "You don't ask questions re- like that." You have to repeat the questions. Like, how do I define being fun? I define being funny as. Uh, Having the ability to make others laugh. I don't know what else you want me to say. <laughs> and then everyone else was like, that's actually a pretty good answer. <clears throat> yeah, fucking interviews suck ass. I'm not good at them. Also, like, I, I said... I remember the last time I did an interview, Scott Morato was before me, and he's like, yeah, it sucks because I'm always sober and everyone wants a ride to the gigs. So then I was next, and he's like, what's the best part about doing road gigs? I was like... It's awesome because I can get drunk and Scott Murata drives me every time. <laughs> That'd be f- see if they were going to edit that, they would have him saying that. Cut right to you saying that. <laughs> if they were fucking smart. But well, it was uh, anything with those fucking. It movies. was yeah. It was Justin. He was he's. I don't know what he did with them. He's good at making films, though. Yeah. Piecing stuff together. Um. What a fucking weekend. <laughs> I thought the next night was going to be even more eventful because you were on acid. Well, there's a few of you. It was pretty chill. I don't know. We all just kind of sat in a circle at this uh, after party and just just fucking laughed. Mm-hmm. Just joking back and forth. Paige got good zingers in. She was like, you. she was listing what he drank. Like, you drank this and this and this and this. When I was there, I saw you drinking this and this and this and this. That's not too bad. I was there for five minutes. <laughs> and the whole room just, oh! <laughs> oh! oh! <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. And Paige I, Matheson. Who's funnier than her, other than dudes? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Um, no, that's not my joke. I kind of had a... Kinda, I was saying this to V the next day. I was like, I kind of feel like I might have a hangover from laughing. <laughs> Because I was just tired, I was exhausted. I didn't wasn't very like hangover, hangover, but just my face. Was your face just frozen? My face fucking hurt, and my frozen abs like... just hurt. Like I had a laugh hangover. Well, you look like the Burger King mascot, just like. I had, a permanent, <laughs> I had a permanent smile on my face because my mom was right. If you make that face long enough, it's gonna stay that way. That's why Josh <laughs> is so ugly. <laughs> oh well, whatever. My dog likes my face. 
thinks like he's it. looking I, in the I mirror. I like your face too. I never said I didn't like your face. <laughs> I just said it's not very aesthetically pleasing. It's not my only. That's a nice way to say it. Yeah. I think it's not it's very not, aesthetically. It's pleasing. not my only resemblance to Rin Tin Tin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking dog face. Oh yeah, I also I barely had a voice on Sunday. Hmm. Like I'm surprised I, I it's it's back already because I was just. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it's been 84 years. You sound like that little alien in the guy's head in Men in Black. <laughs> I said, the universe is on Orion. The galaxy is in. It sounded like uh, uh, Quato. Who the frig is Quato? Quaid. Oh. <laughs> Quaid. <laughs> Open your mind. Give the Martians air, Quaid. Quaid. <clears throat> yeah, it was a, it was good to have like good crowds, but then also like, because we did the Vancouver shows, I was a little bit fresher on my material, yeah. so it all actually went well. Yeah, it went great. I had five great shows. The second show, I mostly did crowd work. Because there was this one, like, 100-year-old man right up front. Yeah. And I kept just, every time I made, like, a, a joke about shitting my pants, I'd be like, this guy knows what I'm talking about. Then <laughs> 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 I'd be like, you're an alcoholic, right? Do you just sit at the bar and just piss in your diaper for hours and it's awesome? Like, I can't wait till I get to that part. And then... <laughs> And then he's like, ah, it depends. And I was like, ah, this guy's, this guy's awesome. <laughs> That's great. That is great. That's just tickles my balls the right way. I went, I started the Stephen Hawking joke. And I was like, yeah, I was reading about Stephen Hawking. This lady just goes, oh, no. And I was like, what? I haven't even said anything yet. Like, what the fuck? Oh, no. And I was like, don't I know be where like this that. is going. Was, like, don't be like that. And I just. And I just went on to, like, a... Because this other guy, he's, he stood up and he's like, I don't know if I should go... If I should sit down and piss my pants or go pee. And I was uh, like... <laughs> I was like, you can just stay and pee in your pants. You can be in the crowd... Or in the same group as me and that guy, so... <clears throat> and then I got distracted and then I was like... Anyways, I was talking about Stephen Hawking. The lady did again. She goes, oh, no! Uh, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> on uh, the Friday show in Salmon Arm... The very it was a theater like a old movie theater yeah and uh the very front row was from like oldest to youngest just eight catty bitches oh. just wouldn't shut up and it was okay so oldest from left to right it was oldest to youngest but as we found out through jason talking to them it was from right to left most amount to least amount of kids really yeah it was bizarre that's like, weird. the one on the end was like, I got six kids. It's like, you're fucking 25. <laughs> what the fuck's going on in Salmon Arm? <laughs> Something you in the water. You probably have a very long vagina, I'm guessing. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Rose had to just, Jason Rose destroyed them. At one point, he just yelled. Well, that's his bread and butter. At one point, he just yells, shut the fuck up. Everyone's been wanting to say that to you all night. I don't care anymore. I just want to kill you. <laughs> yeah, I hope you die. Turn you into wallets so you're useful for once. <laughs> like, holy shit. Why don't you go sit on a shit-covered knife? <laughs> Jesus That's specific. Christ. He just has one with him all the time. Shit on it. <clears throat> yeah, good to... Good times. Yeah, once start, shit starts starting up again in, in town, should be good. 
Yeah, we gotta get something going for November. We gotta get some scouts out there, some scout bees to sniff out some bars that are willing to do it, I think and then some few, guys who are willing to do promotion and a shit. Few people are on that. I'm thing. not into that. I'm, shit. I'm, I'm, I, uh, we can't wait for Dakotas to come back. It's no. time to move on. Well, it's gonna be like at least two years, do our or a year and a half them because I'm not <clears throat> waiting for them anymore. Well, they're too scared to get audited, or not audited, but like have inspectors come in there and just shut the whole place down. So. I was gonna text text from my dad. He meant to say "Hey, son," but he said "Hey, sin." <laughs> <laughs> Hello, sin. <clears throat> Should we hit a break? Yeah, let's hit a break, and we'll come back and chat a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Hello, this is Igor. Please don't listen to the Back Table Comedy Podcast because these guys suck and they should go kill themselves. Thank you. Yeah, and then I, so I says to the guy, that's not a woman, that's my wife. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyways, uh, uh, so your next act tonight, uh, he's uh, he's a local legend. Please welcome uh, the very funny Jack Hirschfield, everybody. everybody. Jack Hirschfield. Here, here, here. Hey, guys. Guys, guys, guys. Good to be here. Good to be here. Uh, I was taking that Burbank train. <laughs> yeah, you ever been on the train to Burbank? Is that a train or is that a, is that a, is that a slow car? <laughs> so slow. <laughs> oh, oh, you guys are hot tonight. Oh, oh. Hey, you ever been on the press now? Oh, oh. Fres- yes, I have been to Fresno. Yes, I have been to Fresno. Oh, I'm never so good. Oh, I'm never so good. <laughs> Alright, that's my time. Thank you guys. Uh, keep it going for Jack, Jack Hurst. Best version of the song ever in the world. <laughs> this is you after Sunday. <laughs> Kurt Cobain was alive to hear this version, he would shoot himself. Oh yeah, definitely. I heard the other day the fucking there's gonna be a Kurt Cobain uh, uh, biography movie, and Jared Leto is gonna be fucking. There's like, that's everything Kurt was against. Like, yeah. <laughs> he would actually kill himself again if he could. Thirty seconds to Mars. Yeah. It's also not how long it takes to get to Mars. Yeah. It takes like a long time. Plus, he's too fucking blonde. Blondie. Uh, so on Saturday, yeah, our good friend Jordan Strauss, and uh, and our other, our other <laughs> and uh, and our other good friend Valina mm-hmm. uh, Taskoff, they were opening for Ken Volgerson in uh, Chase Chase BC mm-hmm. the night after Sterling's incident. Mm-hmm. So that's where Jordan got the uh, the full story from them. So the very next night, 
there's this little old lady with light up shoes. You know, like light those shoes. Like, like the, children have? Yeah, the changes <laughs> colors and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Kenny's on stage. You opened for him too, right? Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. Uh, he's on stage doing his thing. And I guess earlier on the way there, uh, they were talking about like every, uh, all, every comedian has a good road story. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah, he did that on us too. Yeah. And uh, he's in the middle of a set. And this little old lady needs to go to the, like, move past the stage. She's right in front of the stage. She slips and falls, <laughs> cracks her head. Holy shit. But her feet go up in the air and they start lighting up. With uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, Jordan's like, just the image of that was funny. And they're like, oh shit, she's actually hurt. So uh-huh. in the middle of Kenny's set, an ambulance comes oh, Jesus. for this woman. The night after Sterling, his uh-huh. drunken escapade. <laughs> So the woman's like, we're not doing any more comedy. She quit. <laughs> That's what she. I've said. done that same room with Tim Nutt a long time. Yeah, I ago. did it. I headlined there. And it was actually really good, it's a great except room. for there's like, there might have been the same because it's not a big town, but there's like one table of like, older guys that are just kind of disruptive. Apparently but. there was the regulars, but they left. Mm. Um, so yeah, uh, Jordan always gets the best fucking comedy pictures because he's got a picture of him and Kenny and Valina yeah. in front of the ambulance. Oh yeah, is that what that was? That's what that I saw was. that picture. I didn't know what the hell his significance was. He gets the was. best comedy pictures. He's a picture of him on stage, and there's a horse in the audience. Yeah, <laughs> like in front indoors, of, in front of the stage, in front of the stage. A lady on top of a horse. A horse walks into a bar. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And enjoys a comedy show. Yeah. Horse walked into a bar, and now it's in front of me. Fuck. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, he gets some good ones. I had a lady barf at one of my shows. Like, I was on stage and a lady was at a table and barfed. From laughing? I think she... Was that lady Kyle well, think, Patton? Yeah. <laughs> no, she, yeah, Kyle do, just does that just because he's got a disgusting innards. he ate too many hot dogs. His in, insides are dying. But no, the lady, I guess she laughed at something and then choked on what she was eating and then couldn't get it out and then ended up, like, couldn't stop coughing and then just barfed all over her table. Well, she didn't die, I guess. <laughs> I know, that would have been a better... Uh, thing to put on my poster i actually killed a lady with for what <laughs> so uh you didn't watch you bill burr's snl set? no instead i watched uh hugh hubie halloween i heard that was terrible i liked it actually <laughs> this is one of the i liked it better I, than I've uncut heard, gems i've heard mixed reviews i heard it was terrible and some people said well you don't go into it thinking it's gonna be a good movie you don't go into any adam sandler thinking yeah. it's gonna be good these days well tim meadows is fucking hilarious and it. it's all about the side characters just yeah. doing stupid shit usually what it is it's like nothing. It has barely any story. It's nothing but side characters, but I liked it better than Uncut Gems. Well, maybe I'll watch it. So Uncut Gems was good, but it was just too fucking chaotic. Stressful. Yeah, it was just too. It gave me like fucking motion sickness from just watching it. But anyways, Bill Burr. Yeah, he. I thought it was hilarious, but I'm also a straight white male, and I'm one part. Oh of the yeah, problem. part of the problem, so, dude. Uh, he did go after white women pretty hard, and it was hilarious. And of <laughs> course, they got mad at him ah. on Twitter. White women's biggest enemy is his straight point. white man. Well, the whole bit was that the the in back in June the whole movement was supposed to be about colored people not getting equal opportunities. And this this is the line. And somehow white women swung their Gucci covered boots over the fence of oppression and jumped first in line. Yeah. Well, like, you see all the protesters. It's all like white people. Yeah. I saw one. The. Uh, they were attacking this car because it had a Trump sticker on the back. And then the guy gets out and it was a black guy. 
and they were beating the shit out of his car, smashing windows and stuff. And he gets out, he's like, what the fuck, you guys? And they're like, you're the problem. And they're like, they got Black Lives Matter signs. And it's just white kids in yeah. bandanas just attacking this black. And he's like, what the fuck does your sign mean then? Like, you guys are fighting for my people, but then you're attacking me just because I have a sticker on my car? He also went after cancel culture. Like They're running out of people to cancel. They're trying to cancel dead people now. They're trying to cancel John Wayne. Oh, did you hear what he said in 1970 yeah. in an interview with Playboy? <laughs> can you believe it? <laughs> yeah, I can. He was born in 1906. Yeah. You ever bring up the wrong subject around your grandparents? Like, whoa, Grandma. Yeah. yeah. Easy. Just bake the cookies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. John Wayne had some, like, full-on racist movies where he's just, like, killing Indians just because they're... <laughs> he also played Genghis Khan, the famous yeah. Asian did, conqueror. Did he go in a uh, China voice? I, I never saw it. I don't uh, support racism, so... <laughs> you don't like John Wayne? No. Nah. I don't think I've ever actually fully watched a John Casey. Wayne. Oh, yeah, that he's the better John Wayne. He's the least le- racist. The la- least racist John Wayne is John Wayne. At least Wayne he banged Casey. the black hookers before he killed them. Yeah, he wasn't... Uh, he wasn't, uh, <laughs> his dick wasn't, uh, prejudice. Yeah. Didn't, didn't, uh, <laughs> didn't. Got up for all sorts of people. <laughs> yeah. Unf- unfortunately. Mm-hmm. For those people. If the cups can fit, I will, uh, quit in their rape <laughs> and kill. <laughs> and put Jesus. Him- <laughs> I can't remember what John Wayne Gacy's catchphrase was. I think it was similar to that, I think. <laughs> you were close. That was his move. He'd be like, I can show you a magic trick. And he'd put handcuffs on himself and then break out of them. And he'd be like, I can show you how to do it. Puts the handcuffs on him. He's like, yeah, the trick is you have to have the key. <laughs> and, and then, then he'd, he'd kill and rape, kill them, them, and rape them. In that order. And would he ever uncuff them? I don't know. I guess they never learned the trick properly. <laughs> it's pretty hard to get them off when you're dead and raped. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways... He must have spent a lot, because he killed over 30 people, and handcuffs, good ones, are kind of expensive, I think. Anyways, but Bill Burr's the problem here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just look at his face. Bald, white guy. Ugh. The, uh, yeah. Is that most, his main uh, monologue was about the um, feminists? No, it was just two parts of it. It was the cancel culture and then the white ladies. The whole thing was funny, I thought, but... Yeah, I always like Bill Burr. So, yeah, um, he did a bit about masks. Uh, my mask bit is oh, dude, they're the worst. My mask bit is uh is about like six for six right now. I, it hasn't it hasn't failed once. Mm. You just jinxed it. You, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, Next time you do it, <laughs> I was saying it all weekends and it didn't jinx it. So have you heard it yet? Uh, nope. I was, uh, I was in a I was in a store recently and heard one of the employees ask a customer if they could uh, put on a mask. And the customer just said, um, I'd rather not wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, no one wants to wear a mask. It's not why we're doing it. Like, I don't want to wear pants when I'm in public. Yeah. But I do. So that nobody gets sick. <laughs> it's considerate. They just see your dick and start barfing. <laughs> oh, God, coronavirus. Coronavirus. <laughs> Coronavirus. <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty... Um. It's funny that the people think it's an option in some places. Yeah. They're like, no, it's a right. And it's like, also, it's their right to have a dress code, so you can fuck off. Exactly. They have the right <laughs> to refuse service to anyone for whatever reason they deem fit. There's some restaurants that you can't get in unless you have a tie on. 
Yeah. Like, just, put a fucking mask on. Same thing. It's their choice to make rules. Nobody wants to wear the mask. It's not a fashion choice. Also, That's no not one's why we're forcing doing you it. to go into Subway. There's Burger King right next. Like, yeah. If you want to shop somewhere, follow their rules. Yeah, it's they that have easy. Rule. It's their restaurant. And then you're like, yeah, it's my right. It's also their right to refuse you. But yeah. then. The government can't. I have breathing issues. I can't wear a mask because I have breathing issues. Go somewhere else. Also, you're yelling and screaming in the store. I'm pretty sure you don't have breathing issues. Go somewhere else (laughs) then. Fucking idiot. Well, I want to go here. Well, then put on a fucking mask. Well, I don't want to. Then go somewhere else. Well, they're like the same, like, you know, in Kelowna, there's a lot of beach douchebags. There's always that one in bare feet and no shirt, like going through the 7-Eleven or something. And you're like, oh, my fucking God. Go somewhere else. Yeah, don't you know, like, 7-Eleven's gross when you have shoes on. Like, let alone being barefoot. You're grossing me out. Those people can sit on a shit-covered knife. <clears throat> yep. I have a news article. Bring, I have one right here. I have a news article if you want to hear it. It's time for Slow News Day! <laughs> All right, coming from Insider.com. Oh, reliable source. <clears throat> At least it's a dot com. Insider. It's my favorite uh, type of cider. The Dickens is, cider? Is in. Uh, the Archbishop of New Orleans orders a church altar to be burned after a pastor was caught in a demonic sexual act. Now, Josh. What's I'm that? Give you a chance to guess. Okay. Is it like a multiple choice or do I just have to free I just it? want you to free ball. Okay. It. What do you think the demonic sexual act was? Okay. Was it. Homosexual or heterosexual? Hetero. Okay. I am guessing that the... Um, the pre- is the priest or whatever they are? The uh, head guy? <clears throat> the uh, pastor. The grand wizard of the church? Or so whatever? the Archbishop of New Orleans ordered a church altar be burned after a pastor was caught. They had to burn the altar? In a demonic sexual act. Yes. Holy shit. He took baby Jesus and shoved it right up his little baby asshole. Is that your final answer? In front of uh, one of the nuns while she schlicked off in the corner. Ready? And squeezed her titties <laughs> as she rubbed them into another nun's face. That's actually close. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think nuns just are lactating all the time because they're just so horny all the time? Louisiana pastor Travis Clark was arrested on September 30th after a passerby caught him engaging in a sexual act with two dominatrices in the church. <laughs> so, like hookers? Or like whipping? Like dominatrices. They whip his ball sack yeah, and stuff? Yeah, like the, the BDSM bitches. <laughs> the one time it's legal sex in the church and they shut down That's on That's what it. I said. They break down on That's that. That's what I said. So you can have consensual sex with two adult women that you paid and for. you get fired <laughs> but you can fuck as many kids as you want and you just get moved somewhere else is that not the most ridiculous shit you've ever heard did he lose his job he got fired and sent to jail and then they burn the altar and then they burn the altar but if you but if you fuck a kid you just get moved somewhere else they should burn down the whole vatican <laughs> Big, fucking hypocrites. Big vat of shit, that's what I call it. A Louisiana pastor caught filming himself in a sexual act with two women on a church altar has this guy's been, awesome. has been denounced by the New Orleans Archbishop who called his actions demonic. What's demonic about it? 
Just there's whipping and just, stuff. I guess he could have just been pretending he was Jesus. Or maybe something. he was getting a big red dildo shoved up his ass. <laughs> he was getting pegged. He was just getting spit roast. Archbishop Gregory Amon said on Friday that he has ordered the altar to be removed and burned and that the pastor, Travis Clark, will never again serve in the Catholic ministry. It's no longer holy. You're not allowed to fuck women, only children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's messed up. He might not even have, might not even, even been prostitutes. Like he could have just been like, hey, I like this stuff, want to do it? I am infuriated by his actions. When the details became clear, we had the altar removed and burned. I will consecrate a new altar tomorrow. <laughs> Clark was arrested on September 30th, along with the two dominatrices. Really? The three arrested. Were arrested. All they were doing their them. job. Yeah, they just hired to fuck. It wasn't old in man. front of people. It was. It was in a public place, I guess. But the three were discovered by a passerby who saw that church lights were on and later than usual. The altar had been fitted with <laughs> stage lighting and several cameras. The man called the cops after five minutes. <laughs> Out of breath, he called the cops. Along with the two women, Clark was charged with public obscenity, a felony in Louisiana that carries a sentence as high as three years in prison. Now he's a sex offender for banging adult women. And yet the other ones who are actual sex offenders just get to continue. So it's a public indecency because that guy fucking snooped through the window? He was indoors. Lady Vi, one of the two dominatrices involved in the act, wrote in a statement posted to Twitter on Saturday that all parties involved in the act were consenting adults. Mm -hmm. Well, that's probably what the problem was. If he fucked two kids on the altar, yeah. he that's would be you fine. That's where he fucked up, dude. Fucked up. I understand that people may be upset by this situation, but that does not make this conduct illegal or criminal in any way. I would implore anyone seeking to pass judgment or direct their energy elsewhere, she wrote. It's the dumbest thing ever. Last month, a former priest in the same church, Pat Wattingy, reportedly told Archbishop Amond that he had sent inappropriate texts to a local high school student where he had not been a chaplain. Or he had been a chaplain. The guy what? with the hookers or the guy was admitting himself? Uh, he admitted it himself. So he was confessing to something he did? Yeah. What has happened concerning Pat Whittingy and Travis Clark is unacceptable. It's sinful and it cannot be tolerated. Both were removed. Oh, so both were removed. Also, a Mr. Clean magic eraser will clean that thing no problem. You don't need to burn the whole fucking altar. Just use pledge. <laughs> Some lemon pledge. Can't you just pray it away? Yeah, just pray the... Just pray for it to be clean? Pray the hetero away. <laughs> Isn't that how that works? <laughs> yeah, just douse some holy water on it and you're oh good to God, go. Oh, God, please... Cast your lightning down and destroy this semen-covered yeah. altar, leaving it reborn <laughs> and new. Well, like, holy water can, like, cast out the devil out of a person's body, but it can't get, like, a little bit of jizz off can't of an get altar. can stains out of an altar, no. <laughs> I guess not. Those are pretty permanent. <laughs> get the stank out of the altar. <laughs> Maybe that's why it lit on fire. They threw holy water on it. Water, holy water, water and it just caught on fire immediately because the semen was so demonic. Yes, demon seed. Demon semen. <laughs> oh, Beelzebub, splooge your demon semen onto my tits through this priest. <laughs> 
Then Beelzebub's like, because he's got a gag ball in. <laughs> fucking gag ball in his mouth. And hey, whip my ball back. Whip me in the ball. Pegged with a strap on. <laughs> oh, what the... What? The devil will be into some weird shit, I bet. <laughs> what do you think the guy's safe word Stomp was? Stomp on the... my balls and shit. Just... Did they say what his safe word was no. with the dominatrixes? <laughs> I'm assuming it was... Uh... Uh... Hail Mary. <laughs> Hail Mary. Hail Mary. <laughs> if you need us to stop, just sing a Hail Mary. <laughs> yeah, just say uncle. Just say uncle. <laughs> it's a code word. <laughs> yeah. So that's an eventful weekend for that guy and us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if if that guy's getting fired from that church, I think it's kind of a blessing. That's a blessing? Is that like yeah. a, a God pun? It's a blessing man? in disguise, dude. Because he doesn't want part of that group if they can't nah, tolerate dude. that shit. Nah, dude. I'm a party priest. If a child was hogtied in one of the frickin' confession booths with all the jism all over it, they wouldn't burn the child. No. And fire that guy. No, they would just relocate him to a different uh, mm-hmm. place. And say, hey, don't do that, okay? Anyways, here's a fresh start for you. Give him a little slap on the wrist. Also, none of these kids speak English. You're in Italy now, so... <laughs> yeah, have fun. That's messed up. Here at the Vatican, we just have them shipped to us. <laughs> From all over the world. They're called tourists. Yeah. It's and called... Tourists always have... They're kids. called broken orphans. <laughs> they're called street urchins. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, do you think that's an episode, dude? Yeah, I'm still, I'm I'm 100% honest, I'm still recovering from the weekend. <laughs> Even I, that's been a full day of, or almost two days. Well, pretty much Sunday was a driving day, and I didn't have a whole lot, I was like on four hours of sleep all day. Mm-hmm. Body's, <laughs> oh. My body's broken. But yeah. anyways, thanks for listening to us regaling the tales of the weekend. Yep. And uh, we'll see you later. Yeah, hopefully the shows continue. Alright, yeah. Keep your ear, eyes and ears peeled for shows popping up around town when we start oh, organizing shit. I'll be in uh, Scotch Creek on October 30th. Finally! If that's where you live. I've seen a poster for it. There's a Facebook event. It's happening for real this time. Sorry for everything I said bashing the venue <laughs> when they fucking double booked me. Uh, so if you're in Scotch Creek, go to that. But I doubt anyone listening to this lives there, so... Hopefully Ishmael doesn't book another show instead of you. Yeah, let's hope not. And bump you. All right. Anyways, we'll be back next week. Bye-bye now. Later.
Psychedelic James, from the Psychedelic 